We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Welcome back to another one on Insight. It's your friendly neighborhood, CVV, Chris Fanfleet. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for making Insight one of the top wrestling podcasts in the world. I appreciate you coming back each and every episode. And if you haven't yet, please hit follow on whatever podcast app it is that you're listening on right now. It's close to 75, I think it's 75% of the people who listen to the show haven't hit follow yet. So if I could ask a favor. If you've ever enjoyed any of the interviews that we've ever done on the show, please go hit that follow button on your app because it helps the show more than I could possibly explain. And the bigger the show gets, the better the guests get. And today, we've got a man who many people consider to be the future of WWE. Carmelo Hayes is in the house. And if you watch NXT, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So... So talented. And if we take it back before his time in NXT, he's an East Coast guy. He's from Massachusetts. So you may know him as Christian Casanova when he was tearing it up on the indies. And we did this interview right before his match with Ilya Dragunov for the NXT Championship, Halloween Havoc. So if you're listening to this on the day that this interview came out, you can watch that tonight, Tuesday night, October 31st, Halloween, Halloween Havoc happening tonight. So you can go check that out. If you're listening anytime after that, you're equally as awesome. You can go back and go check out the amazing match that I'm sure those guys are going to have because every time those guys are in the ring together, it's magic. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with a fellow NXT fan, a fellow Carmelo fan, and take a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us so that we know you were listening and let us know what stood out the most for you. He's at Carmelo underscore WWE. I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and here we go. Enjoy this conversation with Carmelo Hayes. There he is. What a pleasure to be chatting with him. Mello, it's so good to, to officially meet you. Yeah, likewise, Chris. Yeah. Been following you on Twitter, been following you on Instagram, been following you on NXT. What a journey you've been on. Absolutely, yeah. Good to be here, man. Yeah, it's so good to have you on. I actually want to start with this. What does it mean to be him? I don't know if you watched NXT last night. You know, I had to kind of come to come to Jesus moment. If I'm not champion, 
and I'm not, you know, the top of the card, then am I really him? Uh, I think, you know, going into this match with Ilya Dragunov, it really is a question I need to ask myself as what, you know, what does that mean to be him? If I'm not champion, I, can I say that I'm him? Um, so that's kind of the battle that I'm facing with myself. But, you know, it's easy to say you're him when you're successful and everything's going your way and you've got all the championships and you're killing it. But to, to, to really ask yourself, what does it mean to be him with nothing to show for it is a question I'm still trying to find out. You know, that brings me to a really interesting question. Do you think you learn more from a win or do you learn more from a loss? Yeah, absolutely a loss. Uh, if you look at my track record in NXT, I've had a title longer than I haven't. Uh, so, you know, that chasing kind of story that I've had to do has been few and far between. Um, so I'm finding myself on a lot of these losses. You know, it's easy when you're at the top and everything's going your way, but down at the bottom and you have to climb your way back to the top that's where you find yourself yes i, I how long until you got a title again because i feel like you're right you've, you've had a title for so long <laughs> it's weird seeing you without a, a title around your waist around your shoulder it's nice though because you know the pressure and the microscope of having a championship isn't always on you that's the one difference that i think about not being champion but at the same time it, when you get into anything you know especially with wrestling you want to be champion um, if you're not trying to be champion, then, then what's the point? You know, what's the chase for? So, you know, obviously I want to be back champion again. You had a heck of a show a few weeks ago. A lot of people are calling this like NXT WrestleMania. And here you are in the main event. You know, you're doing yeah. stuff with John Cena. You're doing something with The Undertaker who shows up. Walk me through what that day was like for you. It was like a dream. It was like a fever dream, man. Like, it, it's funny. A lot of people kept, you know, hit me up the day after and, you know, that night. It was like, I almost couldn't believe that it happened. Um, but there was that moment where you're like, look, I'm a pro and I'm going to be in this moment and I understand the assignment. And then there was a moment where I was a little kid and I'm like, shoot, this is freaking cool, man. This is really cool. The whole thing with Taker at the end, I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen. Just. I didn't know what to do. I just kind of was like, let me just walk back with him. And then he walked me through the whole, you know, thing with the pose and everything. I was just sitting there like a kid. And I remember walking back through. I was like, that was so freaking cool. And he just patted me on the back. Uh, but it was a great moment. Just cool experience. And uh, something I'll never forget, man. For real. No, you know, it's not like he walked you. Like, like he, you did the move at the same time. Like, how did you figure all that out if you didn't know it was going to happen? Yeah. Well, he told me, he said, all right, on three, one, two, three, now. <laughs> I'm listening. Don't mess this up, Mello. Don't mess this up. <laughs> but it was just cool, man. Those guys were just great to work with. And like I said, just a dream. The kid in me was, was screaming, but the pro in me was like, run the play. Did you have a chance to spend some time with Undertaker after that? Mm -hmm. Maybe pick his brain a little bit? So I actually... Talked to the taker a bunch of times before that. Um, so like we, you know, he actually sat down with me one time for like an hour and we just talked. Same thing with Cena. So, I mean, it wasn't my first interaction with these guys, which is, you know, probably better because now they're familiar with me. I'm familiar with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, any opportunity I get to talk to Taker, any opportunity I get to talk to Paul Heyman and John Cena, I take every single one. Um, and those guys are, are more than generous with their time, especially with young talent that that wants to learn. And we all want to learn at NXT. So, you know, they were very, very gracious with their time for sure. And let's add one more name to that. I mean, you get to work with Shawn Michaels week in, week out. Yeah. How cool is that? 
They're coolest. They're cool. I mean, just even just this morning, just getting to talk to him for a little bit. Um, just you know, he just relays how proud he is of the work that we're doing, and uh, you know what we're creating at NXT. It, it's just reassuring. Um, but I've learned so much from him, and not even what you would think. You know, what I mean, a lot of people be like, "Oh man, the in ring stuff," you know. But no, it's not. It's there's way more to this than what people realize. It's a lot to do with the facials, a lot to do with the demeanor and the, the character work. You know, I mean, we're, we're at that stage right now. I'm glad you touched on that because I think there's a lot of people that are in the position that you were in a few years ago where you're making a huge name for yourself on the indies. And then I think that people think if you're a great independent wrestler, you're going to be automatically great in NXT or on the main roster. Like you said, there's a lot of elements, a lot of components that you don't do in the indies that you now do where you're at right now. For sure. I mean, when I first came in, it was right on the tail end of black and gold. Um, so that was like a super work rate uh, style. And going into 2.0, it was a lot more character-based. And I kind of realized, I said, man, I got to do the best of both worlds. Not that I was a super character on the indies, but I understood kind of now what it's going to take to do television, wrestling, entertainment, world wrestling, entertainment. Like, I kind of understood that and realized that you got to have a, an equal balance of, you know, work rate, but at the same time, uh, entertainment value. And I think that's what helped me excel. And I'm still learning it now to this day. So let's talk about your time on the Indies. How do you sure. come up with the name Christian Casanova? So uh, when I went to do a uh, one day, like a fantasy camp, so it was like a tryout camp. Like one of my buddies brought me in. He's like, hey, man, like, let's do this. And I, I loved wrestling. I wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't really paying attention to WWE at that time. So I'm like 18, you know, 19. Um, and he's like, come do this one day. We used to love wrestling. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to because I always wanted to be a wrestler. It just seemed so far out of reach. You know what I mean? You just didn't know how to get into it. You didn't know who to talk, how to do it. And I was small. Um, so I'm just thinking it's just, you know, I'm not these guys. But uh, so I, we went and, you know, we were going to do a promo. I needed a name. I remember thinking to myself, my name is Christian. My real name is Christian. And I'm like, mm, Casanova. I'm like, that sounds smooth. And I just kind of ran with it. Never forget my first show. One of the bookers was like, oh, that's an awful name. We're going to change that. And uh, just and it never got changed. I just ran with it. Yeah. So then, how do you go from Christian Casanova into the position you're in right now? What goes into picking the name Carmelo Hayes? Sure, uh, it was just understanding that evolution is required in in wrestling in general in this business. Me as a person, like the best part about it was I was a kid in the business, and I grew up, you know, through wrestling, and I had to evolve because of, you know, my you know, circumstances and then my experiences. And, you know, I was just seeing my evolution as a human being, as well as a wrestler. And it, you know, transformed the whole Carmelo thing. Obviously, you know how that works. You get signed to NXT, you know, you're not going to take the same name. Um, so I'm thinking of like names that are relatable that people can, can know, but that's not like an overused name. And I'm thinking sports and I'm thinking, you know, music and pop and everything about culture. And then I just remember Carmelo was just one of many names I threw out. And the Hayes, um, the Hayes name was like, uh, it was like Purple Hayes, like Hayes, H-A-Z-E. Remember the conversation was like Hunter, maybe I thought it might have been a little bit too, you know, gimmicky with the Hayes, like Hayes. So they said uh, they changed it to like Michael Hayes. H-A-Y-E-S. So it was like, you know how that works. So you give them a couple of names and then they kind of yeah. put them together and, you know, name yeah. generator. It's true. Uh, but I love my name now. 
Does this mean you have some sort of distant relationship to Michael Hayes? Every time I see him, I call him. I said, my, uh, my pops. He goes, my, this is my son right here. <laughs> Every time I see him. Mm-hmm. What like was the, the match that specifically got you into being a wrestling fan? Mm. So I was like a ruthless aggression fan. So if you remember, like, during the late Attitude Era times, so I'm 29, so, like, I was still very young, but if you remember, it was always on. Like, WWE was always on. Uh, so I remember watching it, but I remember, like, really, and I can't get you a match, Chris, but I can remember, like, it was SmackDown because I didn't, at that time I didn't have cable. So I remember just SmackDown being on. I was just scrolling through the channels at, like, um, like 8 or 9 at night. SmackDown was on, and I just remember just being like, man, this is cool. Like, oh, let me watch. There's, like, stories involved, and these guys are, like, you know, Look at these guys, man. It's just cool. So that ruthless aggression era is what, like, you know, scooped me in. And then I found out there was, like, Monday Night Raw. Remember, they'd show, like, clips from, from Monday. And I was like, man, how do I watch that? And and then I ended up eventually, like, I think a year or so later, we got cable. And then it was a wrap. And then I'm watching Monday. Then I'm watching Thursday. It was Thursday. Remember when it was Thursday? Yeah. And I would watch wow, Thursday. Yeah. Right? Right? And then I would watch, like, Sunday Night Heat, bro. I was a, a wrestlehead. Then I would watch Velocity. I used to watch like truly everything. Yeah, like throw in a few more like shotgun. Like I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't I even care who's in. wrestling. I just need to yeah. watch this. Because remember, bro, there was no YouTube really. There was no like, if you missed it, it was done. Like you never could go back and watch it, so you had to watch. Unless, unless your friend recorded it on, recorded a on the tape. <laughs> Remember that, bro? I remember I used to have them. I remember I got like two or three episodes on the VHS uh, and I would play them back. Now watch them or your buddy got like the VHSs that they used to sell home videos. You go to your buddy's house and they would have the home videos from like, that's how I learned about early Attitude Era. Who was your guy? So when I first started watching wrestling, I loved, obviously I loved uh, like Rey Mysterio. I remember I watched his debut. So that's how I can like, put a timeline on when I was watching. I remember when he debuted. Um, Edge, I loved Edge. Uh, I loved Eddie Guerrero, um, Cena, of course, like Taker, Kane, um, RVD, uh, Booker, Rock, obviously, Stone Cold, man. All those guys. There's so many big names back then, too. I feel like you just listed off everybody in the Attitude Era. You might have left off Randy really? Orton, but other than that, I feel like... No, he- Randy was a young boy when I started watching I remember he was like he was like yeah like a rookie. Remember he had the the really long hair when he when he yeah, first came here. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, he was like a rookie. Then he got injured. He was like a rookie. I remember that. I think one of the biggest things with you is when your name gets brought up, everybody goes, "Mellow is the future." Cool. Does, does that put pressure on you, or does that make you excited for what's possible? No, nah, it puts pressure on me. Uh, it just holds high expectations. Uh, and I love it in that way. Like, uh, it's not a bad thing at all. Like, it's a super compliment. Um, but I do understand that it, in a lot of fans' eyes and a lot of other people's eyes, they're just looking at me kind of like, oh, everybody says, you're the man, they're looking for faults. And it's hard. It's tough. You know what I mean? Because it's like you just want to go out and do what you do and you don't want to be super microscoped. Um, but it comes with the job and it comes with, you know, the pressure of that. And, you know, I'd rather that than saying, you know, he's underrated or whatever i'd rather people to rate me properly because i truly do believe i am the future and, and it's nice to know that your peers think the same of me you just came into wwe at such an interesting time like when you were in the pc 
you're one of the few people in the PC at that time who has a background in wrestling. Like you were an indie star. And there's a lot of people in the PC at that time who are collegiate athletes or, you know, something along those lines. How different was that being in the PC where you've got this background, but maybe you're not what they're looking for at that time. Maybe you're not what they're recruiting. Sure. Um, yeah, I was one of few. Uh, there wasn't a lot. It wasn't too many, especially now. It's even fewer. Um, but I knew, you know, it, it was a lot of people, you know, could look at that like man, being envious that they didn't have to go through what I had to go through. But truly, I was not envious at all because I'm like, I felt leaps and bounds ahead. Like I've gotten so many cool experiences that that I feel like I've been in most situations before that set me up for success in WWE. Um, so, you know, a lot of them are experiencing things for the first time. I'm like, man, I got my, I got my butt kicked about five times for, for messing up, messing up something like this is nothing, you know, or, or I've been in this position before in a match where something goes wrong or, you know, they're experiencing it for the first time on live TV. Thankfully I got to experience it in front of 50 people, you know what I'm saying? For 50 bucks. Um, but no, nah, it's just. It's one of those things where I root for everybody because I understand, like, this is not easy, man. This is not easy. And if you're willing to give up your life for this, because it is that, bro, like, it's 24-7. And, and you know, I, I commend these guys coming in and opening up to a new world. This is a new world, man. It really is. I can relate in a small way because when I started my broadcasting career, I was on a small TV station, Peterborough, Ontario, Canada. And I was making a ton of mistakes, but I was making mistakes in front of nobody, right? So it didn't matter. And I feel like that's kind of the blessing of being able to do this on the indies. You're, you're messing up, but people are kind of more forgiving, forgiving because they know the next time they see you, you'll be that much better. Yes, bro, yes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So when you look at these matches with you and Ilya Dragunov, these are like intense. These are stiff. What's the conversation like before you get in the ring with him? Because it sure feels like you guys are giving it to each other. 
There's no conversation. It's just what's understood is understood. You know what I mean? He He's so fantastic at what he does that there's like, you almost have that expectation of, hey, I'm going to get in the ring. And it's not going to be a night off. Not like anybody has nights off in wrestling, but it's not going to be, you're going to fight for your life and, and, and in a good way. You know what I mean? Because those are the matches that are most highly regarded. You know, my matches especially, like people love those matches. So to me, it's like whatever we got to do, like, F it, we ball. Like, let's go all out. And it, it, what happens, happens. And they're happy. I'm happy. Mellow doesn't miss, right? Right. Does Braun Breaker spear you just a little bit harder than he spears everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> I am 3-0 on him, so, I mean, <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> it just feels like the spears that he hits on you, I don't know if maybe it's just the way you take them, but... They sure seem very hard. Guys, Brown, man, I don't know. <laughs> I, but, I mean, the matches that you've had with him are incredible. Thank you. How sick are you of people talking about Mello and the main roster? Because you get it every day, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not sick of it, but it's just kind of like I wish people would just appreciate the time that I'm in right now and stop trying to future book me. You know what I mean? Just like, let's live in the moment. Cause I've been able to do that. And if I can do that, y'all can do that. Like, I'm, I'm super excited for what's to come. Uh, a year ago, I was like, you know, a little bit antsy about it. And then I realized, I said, you know what, let me just embrace the spirit in my life. Cause you know, we're going to have all those moments down the road, but you know, this period right now, you only get this one time, you know what I mean? The come up, you know, the rise. And, and I've been grateful enough to be in such a great position in NXT where it's truly been a, a uphill rise. Um, so, I, you know, I couldn't complain if I wanted to. So I just want fans to just enjoy this process right now and see me grow. Um, because, you know, once you get to the main roster, it's like starting from scratch. It's like a baby. Um, yeah. So, you know, this form of Carmelo Hayes is probably not going to be the same form of Carmelo Hayes on the main roster. So it's like, let's just enjoy this now while it's there. Let's fantasy book you in the past. Okay, so you just listed right. off a bunch of incredible names that you watched growing up. Yeah. If it was, you know, if they were in their prime, still active, who's the match you want to have with somebody that you watched growing up? Probably Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I love Eddie, man. I just love Eddie. Um, and then obviously, you know, Sean, you know, like obviously Rock. I could just, I could go all day. Yeah, I can go all day. But like, I, I want to wrestle all of those guys. But if, if somebody that's not here that I think I would have a great match with would be Eddie. I love that. I love that experience. I ask guys, like, I like, was it was working with Eddie like? Yeah, I mean, I would always ask guys that. Can Sean still take a bump? Like, does he take bumps in the PC? Dude, no, he doesn't. But if he, bro, he said something to me one time. The best quote he ever said to me one time. He said, you know, if I want to, I'll tape up my knees and run circles around all you guys. <laughs> and, and I believed him. And I believed him. And he could. I, I physically think he could. He said he's like, I have the will to do it. But I physically, you know what I mean? I don't know. But I have the will to do it. <laughs> Damn, you're sick. <laughs> he was, I mean, he was he think, to to Mac, but he's the go for a reason, you know? The goat. He could. I'm, I'm telling you, I think he could. <laughs> Is there something you've picked up from Sean? that you can look back at your matches now that you go, oh, that is a direct result of something I learned from him? Hmm. Probably subconsciously, yeah. Um, 
like creating moments and things like that. And and like I said, facials and stuff. Like, because if you look at Sean prior to, you know, like before he came back and worked with Hunter uh, in 2002, he was kind of a different worker. Uh, his back end stuff it was a lot more of like selling and facials and stuff. And then early on, he was just running and gunning. Um, so like I, I try to get the best of both worlds. But one thing I have to understand is like, it's an accumulation of years and years and years of equity, especially TV equity that allowed him to work a certain way. So there's certain things that I see with Sean, with any guys, you got to realize that those guys put in so much time. So they're allowed to, to work that way. If that makes sense. I hope I'm not saying too much, but there's a lot of things that like I'll watch from old Sean that like I, I try to you know, see and I'm like, oh, okay, I see why he did that. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. Try not to take too much from certain guys because I don't ever want to be compared um, but there's a lot of subconscious things that I do that Sean had taught me. I can't pinpoint it, but there is things that I do. I'm going to put you on the spot here. What's your favorite sure. Sean match? You know what? An underrated match, man. I loved him and Jeff Jarrett. Um, I really enjoyed that match. A lot of people don't give that match enough That is credit. a deep cut. That's a deep cut, man. I really enjoyed that match. Um, I mean, he has so many. I love that version of Sean. Um, and then obviously, you know, his match with Taker, like for the storytelling, his match with Kurt, um, you know, he really can get into that. And it's so funny because he'll joke about it. He's like, I don't know why they show, you know, here at the PCA, they show you guys me and Taker. It's like, we had 30 years, you know, he's like, tell you guys to do it like this. when we had 30 years of, you know what I mean? <laughs> of, of building up our names. Like, you know, you guys can't do this for another 20 some years. Um, but yeah. What was it like the first time you ever walked into the PC? I felt like I belonged. I, I felt like that. I was home. I did. I truly did. Like, I felt like I belonged there. I didn't feel out of place. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, this is what I, this is what you dream of. You know what I mean? It was, it was like, this is like the goal. Felt like I achieved something, but it also felt like I was just starting something. You know what I mean? Like it was like I mean I'm here at the beginning. I made it to the end, right? But also at the same time, but I'm here at the beginning. So I felt like I was I was allowing myself to shed that skin that I had before. Like I wasn't gonna come in like I knew this and I knew that. I was just free, like giving myself up to them. Like, okay, just teach me from scratch how you want me to do it, and I will do it that way. I thought it was so cool to see you in the ring with Cody Rhodes, like to make sure that he would have the clearance to be able to wrestle again. How were yeah. you selected as that guy? Mm -hmm. So I know Cody had like, he'd been reaching out and, and helping me out and giving me like little pointers and telling me when things are good and, and giving me like, you know, uh, just talking to me a little bit about certain matches prior to that. And then uh, I know he was getting ready to come back from the Rumble and he had picked Joe Gacy and myself to kind of work around with him. I think it had a lot to do with, you know, Joe Gacy being a little bit bigger, me being a little bit more agile and faster. Um, and then obviously Cody, you know, just wants to get to know us, younger talent and stuff like that. Uh, but it was a huge honor. And like I said in his uh, documentary, I didn't feel like I was helping him. I felt like he was helping me. Uh, he, he was fine. He was chilling. Um, but I was like, oh, my God, okay, all right, this is, how, this is how these guys do it. Like, this is such a difference when you get in there with guys like that. It's such a difference. Like, you're like, oh, this is that pacing this is that you know what i mean this is that energy this is where you turn it up here like i learned a lot with cody i really did yeah is there's like can you put it into words is it a tangible thing that is different when you're on that level that someone like cody's on 
experience. Uh, he's yeah. been to the mountaintop. You know what I mean? He's been, he's done WrestleMania. He's done, he's been all around the world. Uh, just kind of over time, you just kind of learn to, it's hard to explain. I think you just, you learn your, I see it with a lot of uh, experienced talent on main roster too. Like even Becky, I watch Becky closely when she's performing at NXT and I just see all the things that takes years for you to learn and understand. And I see it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's how she does, that's why she does that. Okay, yeah, like she turns it up there, she slows it down here. Like, man, I'm a, I'm a student of the game. I really am. Um, and I study a lot of those guys and, and that bent to the mountaintop and what makes them, you know, so successful. I'm sure being a student of the game, you watch a lot of wrestling, not just live, but you watch a lot of wrestling, period. I mean, it's, it's so accessible yeah. now, right? What would you say is the match that you rewatch the most? Good question. That's a good question. I really, I really love all the Eddie Guerrero stuff he did with certain people. You know what I mean? He, he had a lot of great matches with certain people. Um, I don't. There's not one particular match that I watch a lot. I'll tell you why. I try not to watch too much wrestling because I don't ever want to take things from certain people and become too similar to them. You know, that's something where it's like uh, you don't want to. Like I said, I don't want to be compared. You know, I love all these guys, but I don't want to be like, be like, he's the second or he's the next or he reminds me of. Like, I don't want that. Really don't. Like, I want to be a hybrid of, you know, everything that I do. And I want to almost create my own style. Like, I want down the road people to be like, oh, like, for example, I want to wrestle like Carmelo Hayes as opposed to being like, I want to wrestle like so-and-so and so-and-so. Um, so I'm trying to mold my own style. And I try not to get too much influenced by so many people, but. I try to pick the little things and not so much the big things. I'm curious, you know, being a student of the game and you're mm-hmm. you're taking notes on these. Are you are these mental notes? Are these notes up here? <laughs> or like do you have like a note section in your iPhone where you're like, oh, this is a thing I want to do or try? Mm, I come up with a lot of things in my like when I'm trying to fall asleep, I come up with a lot of things. Oh, isn't life. that the worst? <laughs> I know, I know. But you know what? It, it, I love that because then the next day I'm like, I saw this in a dream. I want to try something. <laughs> People are like, the hair. That's how I came up with a lot of my moveset. You know what I mean? And it's not just about the moves, but like, I also think about the moments in the field. Like, what would I really feel in that moment? You know, things like that. Um, but I, I do also write it down. Like, when I talk to like the OGs and stuff and they give me good stuff, like, I make sure I write it down just to show, like, hey, one, I really care about what you're saying. Two, I'm going to make sure I never forget this. So I have a, a notepad with different people that I've talked to and different things that they're giving me. There was a video that I think you posted of John Cena backstage with you and Trick, and he's wearing your glasses and putting you guys over. Yeah. Did that just kind of randomly happen? Yeah, he's cool, man. He just was like, whatever. Yeah, sure. Like, we can, because people forget that that dude was like the coolest, man. It's so, so funny when they're like on the tail end where they're just kind of like, I used to be this back in the day. I'm like, dude, Doug and Nami, that, that was so cool. Like, I, yeah. I told him that before. I said, so can we do the bang, bang, and then do the Doug and Nami thing? He thought about it first. He's like, yeah. I was like, let's go. But I'm thinking, I'm like, what are you thinking about, man? That shit was cool. There's a lot of fans that saw that moment with The Undertaker and putting the arm up as kind of a passing of the torch moment. Do you see it as that? Uh... I don't know. I mean, I just was cool to be in that moment. You know, it's, it's hard to say, like, when you're in it and it's you, it's different. You know what I mean? I'm sure it's like other people can interpret things like from the outside perspective on the inside. To me, it was like it was business. It was like, this is the, this is what we're doing. You know, you don't get too caught up in the what does this mean? Does this mean I'm the next guy? Like, I, we don't get caught up in that because we got TV next Tuesday. 
and John Cena's not going to be there and the Undertaker's not going to be there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we don't get caught up in those things. I know a lot of fans do, and that's awesome. You know what I mean? I love that for them. But truly as entertainers and as, you know, being those guys in there and pros, like we have to focus on what, what, what we got to do. So I don't get caught up in any of that. That was freaking cool as hell. I can't deny that. But, you know, if I'm the guy or whatever, whatever, that's not on my mind. Just thinking about, all right, we got TV next Tuesday. Let's kill that and just focus on that. If there's someone watching this right now that just watches the main roster and they know who you are, but maybe they haven't seen a Carmelo Hayes match, yeah. what match do they need to go watch right now to see what you're all about? There's two matches. Um, okay, bring it. An, er, an earlier Carmelo Hayes match would probably be the one with Ricochet. Uh, I feel like that was a test match in a way. Like, hey, you know, is this kid really? Is he? Is he really like that? And I and I hung toe to toe with Ricochet, and I think that I showcased myself and uh, you know in a, in a positive way. And then the match I had with uh, Dragonoff, um, I'll probably say the first one, Great American Bash. Uh, or, you know, we beat the hell out of each other and. You know, it was a good match that I feel like showed a different side of Carmelo Hayes as opposed to like such a flashy and you know what I mean that type of style. So those two matches, Ricochet and uh, Ilya Dragunov, great American match. Both great matches, such good Thank matches. You. When I put out on Twitter that I was going to be sitting down with you today, everyone's yeah. like, "You got to ask him why did he attack Trick Williams?" Right? Why did I do it when there's no proof that I did it? What a crazy <laughs> question. I'm telling you, man, it feels like a witch hunt. It's crazy. I I post a thing with my girl on a birthday. People are like, oh, happy birthday. But also, why did you attack Trick? It's like, <laughs> can I live? Can I live, Chris? I mean, listen, like, people just stay tuned, man. Like, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm holding my ground on that. I'm staying on my business. You know, I'm innocent on that. And, you know, people are going to owe me an apology. I would never do that to my boy, especially not over a championship. Yeah. There it is. You heard it, people. Man, it's just so exciting to be able to be talking to you right now. Halloween Havoc right around the yes. corner. But I, I just feel like the future is so, so bright for you right now. Thank you, Chris. But one one day at a time, man. One day at a time, you know what I mean? So, Mello, I end every conversation talking about gratitude because it's such a big part sure. of my yes. life. You've mentioned it during this interview, and I love that. So you've already teed yes. me up for this. What are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? I'm grateful for my health, grateful for my mindset, and I'm grateful for just the people around me and the positive support that I have and and, and the love that I get from a lot of people. You know what I mean? It keeps me motivated. Uh, I mean, there's so much more. I go down, I go over things that I'm grateful for every single day to myself. So it's like I can keep going, but definitely those three things for sure. I love that. What's the say around your neck, by the way? It's one of one. Damn yeah, right. one of one because I am. <laughs> you are him. Him. My brother. So good to see you. Likewise, Chris. Good meet you, man. Great talk, bro. Thanks, man. This was great. Anytime, bro. All right, my friends. There we go. I've been saying this for a while, but the future of wrestling is looking very, very bright when you think of all the talent who are 30 years old or younger. And I would start, you know, listing off some names right now, but it's a very long list. And I would inevitably, inevitably leave off a few people. So I will just leave it at there is a ton of people that are 30 years and younger, including Carmelo Hayes, uh, who are going to take pro wrestling into the future. And we're going to be we're going to be quite all right. And I'm sure there's a few names that pop into your head immediately right now. 
one of them is the AEW champion, but there's a ton of other ones. Great conversation with Carmelo. And man, he's 29 years old. There is so, so much potential. And I just can't wait to see what he's going to do. Not just on the main roster. And I think that this happens a lot with NXT people. I think that when male or female NXT superstars are in NXT, people just go, well, I can't wait till they're at the main, on the main roster. Well, let's continue to just enjoy the work that Carmelo and everybody else in NXT is doing right now. And yes, I'm sure the main roster is going to come at some point in time, but man, he's tearing it up right now. And let's appreciate that. If you enjoy this episode, please share it out, snap a screenshot and share it on social media and tag us so we can share it as well. He's at Carmelo underscore WWE. I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and I'll leave you with this quote from John F. Kennedy. You know, I love gratitude. So it's a quote about gratitude. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not just to utter words, but to live by them. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight with Eric Rowan. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.